Hey everyone, it's Haley here, back again for another week of the HLP. I don't have a whole lot this week, just want a reminder that if you enjoy our content and want to see it producing more, and you are able, please join our Patreon. Also, check out, we've got new goals. That would be great if you are willing to help support us. And for those of you that are already helping support us, thank you. That's all I have for this week. I'll keep it short and sweet. So with that, welcome to episode 154, Pastor Than a Speeding Bullet. and things that go boom, then buckle up, listener, because this one's for you. Prepare yourself for the Hideous Laughter Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Hideous Laughter Podcast, episode 154. Got some new chairs in the office. To differing levels of success, <laughs> I think. I think I, I'm I'm very dialed in. They have they have really nice uh, lumbar support. I got I got some nice arms on my chair now. I can move the arms around. I can toggle how much I want to lean back and how deep I want the seat. Um, others of us didn't succeed as well with their chair experience. Care to elaborate, Haley? They're really complicated. <laughs> and also, they are very difficult to get where you want them. I don't like them. They're heavy. They're, yeah, they're, they're steel case. Steel's in the name. Yeah. They're, they're heavy chairs. They're but like not- a lot of things on them move, but also they don't all move the same way. Yeah, but they move for, for your comfort. You're supposed to dial them in and then leave them. Yes, I have figured that out. My chair is customized pretty much exactly where I want it. I no longer have to lean forward to speak directly into the mic, which is going to be great for my back for the long recording session days. I do question why everything needs to be coated in steel. I feel like we could drop 20 pounds off this chair and be just <laughs> fine. However, I do enjoy the chairs. They're, they were a good purchase. We didn't have the budget for the carbon fiber edition, believe oh, it or not. Actually, uh, okay. So then there's a very reason why, <laughs> why everything's coated in steel. I'm really enjoying having the armrests on the chair. Now I can just kind of chill and talk into the microphone. I so relaxing. It's, it's very interesting that we have a uniform situation right now because before this, Brooks and Emily were in armrestless chairs. They for, were essentially stools with a back. $30 pleather stools. for, And they hurt your butt. Over <laughs> 150 episodes. <laughs> Because I gave mine away to, to Steve. I said I... You, no one asked you to. <laughs> I know. I appreciate it. And I've been on record saying that I love that chair. I appreciate it. That, that it did lots of good things for me. But you did not need to do that. It was out of well, the kindness fine. of your heart. My, ch- my chair previously also had armrests. But, but it was squeaky and everyone was mad at me. It goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. The biggest improvement we could make in audio quality at this point... Was buying Haley a new fucking chair. <laughs> the oh. biggest improvement. The big. No more mics. No new cables. No new software. 
We got all that shit dialed in. It's the amount of squeaking coming from that corner of the room. And now you're basically locked into this chair. <laughs> yeah, just wait till I drop a die and we have to stop the episode because I don't can't get out of the chair. <laughs> you're going to have to have enough dice in front of you so that you can just move on. What happens at the next tapeworm shot? Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> she locked in now. <laughs> uh, it's going to go all over that upholstery. I think we got to talk about what we're drinking. Okay. I, I like the chairs. I'm happy with them. Very. They are nice. They're very nice. They Steve, are good quality. What, what's your first drink in the chair? Well, I guess it's not your first drink in the chair, technically. Because we no, played in the chairs this I've weekend. I've been drinking in this chair, I tell you what. <laughs> this is a blam, 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 Chicago beer alert. This is two brothers. Uh, they're the people that make this. It's called an amplifier IPA. Now, the thing about this is that there's an amplifier on the can, and it has dials on it. One says citrus level, and that's turned to 11. And one says hot volume, <laughs> which is also turned to 11. So they've just turned it all to 11. Now, I have not tried this beer yet. I only have one of these. So let's see if the citrus and the hop dials are accurate. I was expecting it to punch you in the face as you opened it. All right, maybe I wouldn't say 11. <laughs> Oh, but maybe hops at like a six or a seven and citrus is probably at like a seven or an eight. Um, it's a very tasty beer. I really like it. Um, 11 though. All right. Two brothers. Calm down. <laughs> well, like one and a half brothers. <laughs> well, Brooks, what you got? I have a peach mead from Wildside Winery. It's very, very delicious. Very summery. Yeah. Yes. And I'm sharing it. Yeah. I am also drinking the peach mead for this episode. I love mead and it's it's a great flavor. The peach goes so well with it. Haley, you got the Patreon beverage, right? I do have that. W what is it? I have uh, an Aperol Spritzer. So that's Aperol Brandy and Champagne by Adam. He's the one who recommended this. Nice. It's pretty good. It's actually, it's a, it's like a brunch drink in my opinion. I've had quite a few of them actually at brunch outside instead of like a mimosa. I like an Aperol spritzer. I've been a little cranky today, so I decided to make it even worse. <laughs> and I found a social club seltzer, the sidecar version, 7% alcohol. 150 calories. I already know I hate it. Hold up. Does that have a date on it? I think I think when I know you're going to drink a social club, that's just like, yeah, I'll stay home tonight. Griff's in a mood. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's bad. It's not good at all. Is this still from the same yes, pack? Yes, it's from that same pack. That's why I asked if there was a date on it. Yeah, probably there's a date. Well, like September or something. Well, Never. they don't usually do like a drink by date. Probably be on the bottom if they stamp it. I'm pretty sure it's never. Just never drink. Yeah. 28th of September, 2020. No. Nice. Oh. No. We almost got a... Coming up on a, the anniversary of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's Best Buy Day. It's Best Buy Day. <laughs> and you know, it, it's never tasted stronger. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that is wild. 
The only thing bringing me out of this funk are these lovely chairs. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have to roll off this week because we'll all be drinking together next time. Haley, congratulations on winning this round. We should do something when somebody wins. We should. I don't know what we haven't done. <laughs> we haven't done it ever. But now, now as we enter our hundred fifties, I ponder on things things that could be. They get first pick of the flavor from the next social club pack that we buy. Absolutely ah, not. That's a uh, pick of the litter. Some might say we oh, should get a bunch of my dice rolls to lose. <laughs> We should get a chalice, and whoever wins gets to drink out of the chalice. Ooh, gets to take the chalice? I like that mm-hmm. idea. That's actually a legitimately good idea. That's a great <laughs> that's idea. idea. You get to have the chalice until you lose? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sick. It's like the Stanley Cup. Yeah. <laughs> Do whatever you want with it. Rotates around the... Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody decorates the chalice their own way. <laughs> oh, nice. write your name on it. <laughs> oh my gosh, are we going to take the chalice? We, we need to just draw lines in equal parts along it, and you get that section to decorate yeah. how you want. That would be good. That looks good. That's, we're going to hyphenate all the... Uh, all the top patrons' last names, and that'll be the name of the chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of Stanley Cup, it'll be six hyphens. <laughs> yeah, I think we should do that. I like yeah, that idea. idea. And then, and then we right. all have to mix the one drink in the chalice. At the and, end. and we never wash it. We never wash oh. it. Yeah. Never. No, no, we we have to. <laughs> I guess we have to wash it when yeah. it, when the chalice is bestowed upon Haley. Just to get oh, the gluten out, yeah. But, but <laughs> I wasn't saying it for any other reason besides, like, I literally can't, guys. All right, well, we'll wash it for <laughs> Haley, and then everybody else, we won't wash it. Those D- does that? Do any right. of you have? Do, do you guys have like a a preferred order? Then, I mean, obviously, the 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 top order would be getting it like winning after Haley, right? Because mm-hmm. then it was just washed. Oh yeah, but if yeah. I'm gonna use it the whole time after I well, win, yeah, but like that's as close as you can get to a wash, right? I guess, yeah. Right. I think we should go in <laughs> in order of least to most active cold sores. That's true. Uh, oh. I've never had a cold sore. I, I'm just thinking of like what is drank on the average episode. And I tend to think like it would, it might be a hot take. I think I would prefer it from Brooks because I think Brooks sometimes goes on stints of just like drinking the same thing for six episodes. And so at least it would taste like one thing. You know, if you get it after Brooks, it tastes like one Patreon beverage and a bunch of, uh, a bunch of Oktoberfest or something. <laughs> right. And like, if I get it after you, it's going to yeah. taste like two IPAs and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some gin drink and, and something with like an egg in it. Right, right, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, it's such a Pyrrhic victory to get it after the uh, after the corn drink. Like, if you get it after oh, the corn oh drink, boy. it's like, whoever's drinking the corn drink out of it is kind of like, got to feel a little bit better about it. But then mm-hmm. the person to get it after the corn drink. Just screwed for weeks. Yeah. It's just, you're never going to get that funk out of the cup. Well, I love this idea. I think, uh, I think we should figure out, we need to find a cup now. We need to find a, a worthy chalice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. First notes of episode 154, must buy chalice. Must buy chalice. (laughs) Head to the Etsy's for chalices. (laughs) My first notes are a little bit different. Oh, actually, you showed me and I didn't read them. I just assumed they were the same. (laughs) Yeah, his his notes are different. They're very funny. What are your notes? I'm not telling. All right, well, then I guess we can just start the episode. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we have to now on on this note.
let's let's make sure everybody's salty with each other before <laughs> we start before we start passing chalices around. Well, when last we met our heroes, Matumbe received the Book of the Raven, and Aranel went through a transformation. It appears that Aranel is the raven depicted on the front of this book. In addition, you fought with kind of the she kind of burst out of the uh, writhing tentacles, presumably appendages of the outer god Shubnagrath, uh, Lorna and Diomede, Lyra's mother. And you did combat. It was pretty brutal. I think Air Bear went down, but you managed to defeat her. And that's where we find ourselves. Uh, some of you are suffering from hallucinations. A lot of you are maybe just shrugging off the after effects of being shaken or sickened, uh, but you're all alive. What do you do? Good question. I imagine Matumbe looks around to the rest of the party. How is everyone? She was playing with our minds. I would hang on because I know so, so she had a lot of fear effects. The hallucinations, though, did that come? That didn't come from. That is because you failed your sanity roll. Right. Or you took enough sanity damage to gain a lesser madness. But that wasn't directly related because of her. That was because you saw an outer god or the That's what I thought. Okay, okay. I want to make sure I was replying to the right thing. A great old one. Yeah. And Air Bear will hold himself up just by the swords and say, That was... Exhausting. A difficult fight to be sure, however, I don't think that was the last adversary we are going to see down in these depths below. Yeah, but I don't really want to go forward without taking a bit of a break. She, she really hurt, and honestly, we've fought a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm getting worn out. I'm getting mighty tired as well. My mind's not quite what it used to be. And she, like, kind of stares off in a corner, squints her eyes for a second, and shakes her head and kind of snaps back to the group. I could use a long rest. My resolve has never been stronger. However, he says with his artifact. (laughs) Yes. I mean, that is why. However, I do feel my spirit is a bit spent. I do agree. I will need to refocus my mind before we continue. Let us take a quick look around this room before we decide to do anything else. So Griff, this this room had been described. We've got a shrine. Um, There was this cocoon that Lorna burst out of. Um, Is there anything else of note in here that maybe we didn't have an opportunity to really explore before that combat started? So in the northeastern corner of the room you do see a shrine to Father Dagon although it looks like it hasn't been prayed at in some time and it looks like the carvings here are being kind of converted from Dagon iconography to uh, that of Shubnagrath. There are kind of fish gold filigree pieces all all along the walls you think you could potentially spend some time kind of picking them off the walls it'd be worth a small fortune the pedestal that 
the Book of the Raven was on is kind of opposite corner of the room, and it doesn't really function in any other way. Mm -hmm. It looks like it might have been an altar at some point. Uh, However, you find a vial there, and it makes sense when you think about how well-preserved this book is. The vial is a unguent of timelessness. It preserves an item perfectly. I've never heard that word before in my life. It's it's like an ointment. Yeah. uh, Tincture. It's mostly used, but there's some left. You think maybe it was used on this book? Sure. You obviously have Lorna and Diomede, once human, now transformed to this kind of monstrosity, lying dead on the ground, and her words kind of echo in your head that Lyra would continue her work, that whatever is happening with Lyra is still in motion. All right, you didn't give me any indication that there was any opportunity to to roll any sort of knowledge or anything. Matuma's going to take a look around, but unless you tell me otherwise, I'm not going to do that. And maybe if something catches his eye or carvings or anything, but otherwise... And also, what's on her body? Yes, we def- that's, where we're, <laughs> that's where we're really going with this. Sure. On Lorna is a large, plus one, conductive, cruel trident. So that's going to be worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. In addition, she wears, although it's maybe not sized for any of you, especially because with her odd shape, it seems her armor has like morphed with her transformation. But if you found a smith, they might be able to reshape it. Uh, plus one mithril oyori. I think is how you say it. Armor, it's heavy armor. Plus cool. one mithril oyori. Fuck it. What else? What, <laughs> oh, you right. what, do you, what did you say after that? What type of armor? Or is, or is it, that it's heavy. Armor? It's heavy armor. Gotcha. Is what I'm saying. It's mithril heavy armor, which is normally very expensive. Yes. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yes. In addition, she has a plus one amulet of mighty fists. Uh, I'm actually going to make you roll on the belt she's wearing. And she has a wand, which you've seen very similar wands to this. It is a wand of cure light wounds. Oh, yeah. We really need that? (laughs) Seems to be relatively full, and by relatively, I mean it is full. Yay. Uh, In addition, you find a few scrimshaws on her. They appear to be spent, but using detect magic, using... If any of you have spellcraft, I'd allow yes. you to kind of look at those again. She has two potions of cure serious. So go ahead and make me a spellcraft? spellcraft on the belt, and you can make one on the scrimshaw as well. Okay, so for the belt, Hold I, I auto aid. Got okay. a six on the die for a 24. Pretty sure you know what this is. Okay, if not, I'll grab a hold of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is a belt of physical perfection plus two. Oh, man. So plus two to every physical stat. That's. Wow. Ooh. Okay. 
Okay, uh, the other thing, right, the scrimshaws. I got distracted by... You grab the scrimshaw, and your eyes roll back. You see yourself in a dome. And through the entrance arrives a Nethalgu bearing a corpse. Drops the corpse on the ground at your feet. You have Scrimshaw in each hand. I'm sure you've always wanted to know your family, Lyra. Come back, and I will give you the mother's love you always needed. And then the Scrimshaw glows in your hand as the true resurrection is cast and Lyra stirs to life. Then you raise your other hand with the other Scrimshaw. Now do as you're told. And that one glows as well. And Lyra sits up stiffly, turns to you and says yes mother and then you fade back yeah because the box that we found had one of three scrimshaws in it right it had a couple scrimshaws but it had some missing it had a true resurrection missing it had a dominate person missing yeah this makes sense checks out yeah it's not gonna be good can I make a knowledge or spellcraft to know if once you kill the thing that would be dominating the other person, whether or not you continue to stay that way? You could certainly roll. Be spellcraft. Okay, 10 on the die is a 26. Uh, so the way dominate spells work is that a creature is dominated for the duration of the spell. However... Each day they get a save, and if you're not controlling them at that point, I believe the save is easier, or it may be like a a non-issue. But you think, based on what you saw in that room, cooperation might only have been needed temporarily. You think back, like the, the room had a lot of like surgical tables and that kind of stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. That's that's not what I saw in my head, Griffin. Biodome. <laughs> There's some trouble in that bubble. Oh, no. Okay, so knowing what Eclipse knows and, and knowing what she saw, I think she would uh, certainly at least turn to talk to Matumbe, uh, but would likely make sure that the whole group is listening. She would look down at the two scrimshaws in her hand. Lyra was brought back. But she was not under her own control. And by the looks of the room, it was almost like some Dr. Viv stuff. As far as surgical, I don't know if she made it. Whether her life was extended by magical or surgical means, those who play as the gods do not deserve the life that they are granted. If she's still alive, there's a chance we could save her. And Freya looks down at Lorna. 
if her mother's any indication of what they're capable of, she might not look much like the girl we knew. But if she's still in there, we have to try to get her back. This is actually a point where I would allow a religion check. I will auto-aid. On Lorna specifically. Freya's gonna try. She aids with a natural 20. (laughs) Okay, two aids. 39, if you consider Lorna a monster, that'll be 41. (laughs) Okay. She seems rather monstrous. Yeah, so you know that what happened to Lorna is not something that, at least that you think, could be achieved through science. Mm-hmm. It was a divine gift, a divine blessing from Shubnagrath. Okay. Transformed her into what you saw. And with a check that high, you know that Shubnagrath would only be capable of something like that if they were able to break through the veil between the dark dark tapestry and the material plane. If the creature isn't here yet, the veil is certainly thin. Mm. Long ago, Eclipse, I have learned to trust your visions, but I don't think what happened to Lorna was done on a surgical table. It was done by some elder god who wishes to push through to our reality. Though that was not our original intent to stop when we came to this town, I fear that is the path we have fallen on. That might not be what happened to Lorna, but that might be what happened to Lyra. Absolutely. What they're doing here is hurting so many innocent women and children. Lorna didn't have to live this life. She could have made her own choices, but instead she's here. A dead monster. We must stop them from forcing others down this path. So it is decided then. We will finish this quest. However, (laughs) we go back to the topic of before. My resources are quite spent and I know yours are as well. We need to take some time before we press on. Do we have a way to barricade ourselves in here? Or... I know I can always send out my guard, but that's not going to do much if we don't have a way to stop someone from running in. I can close off a wall or a doorway for us. I have one more stone shape. And the wall of force? We can use that as well? Ah, yes. The uh, color out of space contraption. Good thinking of it. Do you know if Horace said how long that last seemed a little insane? Last as the spell, so it would, unfortunately, it wouldn't, like, give you a ton of time. It would give you, I think, I believe the spell's rounds per level. On further thought, that was very silly. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a great idea. It just doesn't last long enough. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's around around per level. Uh I know. All right. Great idea, though. All right, team. So what's the call? Do we barricade off this room? Do we go further back? Maybe off to one of the little side rooms that scum were banging in or whatever? I think we're going to have to move further back because the room we're in right now has multiple 
uh, entry points, and mm-hmm. we really need to find like one small a doorway that we can stone shape over. Oh, and we missed a whole side tunnel. Yeah, so there, as you kind of head back to the north, there is a tunnel to the east and then a tunnel that continues to the north back to where you came from. I assume that's where you're headed. Yeah. yeah. Can we go to the less stinky brood chamber? <laughs> sure, the one in the northwest corner didn't have any scum living in it. So, it, by virtue of that, would be less stinky. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's get comfortable. It's going to be a long night. Yeah, Um. I'm still going to send out just because I don't trust, you know, like, I don't know. If there's something really determined, I guess they could try to bust through a rock wall. But I'm still going to use my um, sentry, which is 10 hours. So that's a real solid, solid set of stuff. And um, we'll go around 60 feet, so any anywhere within 60 feet. Cool. Um, are we doing any healing before we go to bed? Freya can convert her spells uh, that she has left to healing, so if anybody needs healing, she can definitely give it. What, what, where, where are we at? Let's do a health check. Matumbe? Uh, actually, surprisingly, not bad. I'm only 26 down. 35 of 115. Ooh. I'm at 71 of 120. I'm I'm at full health. Must be nice. She's uh, used all of her resources saving her asses. (laughs) Must be nice. (laughs) Many times. (laughs) Uh, So I would appreciate some healing. I don't need a ton, but, you know, it'd be better. Yeah, before bed, if we could burn up whatever you've got left in the tank, Emily, that would be fantastic. And then we'll pass around the wand, I imagine. Yeah, I will have to roll because I do have spells left. So I could convert all those over and one more channel. So let me give you guys. Okay. I'd like to not wake up tomorrow and be like 50 down still. Yeah, that'd be rough. Also, we need to decide who gets this belt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I got the book, which is a massive, massive improvement to my character. So I, as, as as incredible as this belt would be for me, I'd be willing to pass on it for one of you two other melee folks to take it. Do you have a belt already, Airbear? Not as good as this one, that's for What do you sure. have? What do you have? I do not have a belt. What? I really you expected have- you to have one. I I do not have one because I have a bonus already to my strength, so I didn't get a belt of strength and Dex is less of a big deal but this would boost my AC and my health, so it's more of a def- for me, this would be a defensive belt versus an attacky belt So it'd be really good for either of you Yes. Let's roll off Sounds great It'd be good for Freya too I mean, she can be better at shooting her bow I mean, And more constitution in, uh, No, no, the belt is for you guys that's much better for you guys Okay. I got a 16. Only an 11 here. <sighs> nice. Let's get you a dex belt when we get back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured you would have and those that. And those bracers that came up in the Discord. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Those those are necessary. Actually, Freya already has a belt of dexterity. There you go. Mm. So there she's go. pretty good. I was say, if you had a belt of dex or a belt of con, I would have said, okay. I'll take that, and you can have this one. 
but uh, you've got nothing to trade me, so. <laughs> Mitsumbe, as they're kind of arguing over a belt, <laughs> you're leafing through your new book, yeah. even though it feels very familiar to you. It has all of your notes, but you see that it has the the notes of those that came before you. Oh, Jesus Christ. I might not be able to sleep. I want to read all those. <laughs> and you notice a couple of interesting things. Uh, first of all, if you didn't already, you have every level of cure spell written in the book. I did not have that already. In addition, you gain a couple of cool things. You see, like, Bishop Marcus writing whatever, mm -hmm. you know, Bishop Veerhold writing what he wrote. You have the spell Carrion Compass and the spell Celestial Healing as first-level spells. You have the spell Blessing of Courage and Life and the spell Fear the Sun. As oh, two spells. Interesting. All of those are new to me. I may have had like a cure light. I can't remember, and I'm not going to check my keep sheet your, right now. Keep it's your not notes important, up. But like, <laughs> keep your notes oh, up. I thought we were done. No, you have the spell bestow curse. Oh, I've heard that one before. <laughs> yeah. And the spell invisibility purge as level three spells. Ooh. When you eventually get these spells you have the spell wall of bone and the spell planar ally lesser as level 4 spells oddly enough it looks like there was a bishop or two maybe it's the path of the living grimoire mm -hmm. that allows you to see more than the black and white that Phrasma's teachings sometimes impart. You have the spell Daywalker as a fifth level spell. It's going to be a long time before I can cast that one. And you have the spell Heal as a sixth level spell. It's going to be a very long time before I can, before I can do that one. <laughs> he may never get that one. Uh, Daywalker is really cool, and the reason Matumbe uh, maybe would pause at that is you reshape the substance of a willing undead creature to resemble a living, breathing creature of the same size. So you essentially allow that creature to, if it's a vampire, you allow them to be in the sun. If it's a, a wraith, you allow them to be like corporeal. Oh, wow. So it, it's not permanent and it doesn't change what they are intrinsically, but you think it's interesting that you could potentially, like, somebody in this book, one of these bishops, realize that not everything is black and white, and sometimes you have to work with your enemies. It's interesting that we get this right before a vampire book. Yes. <laughs> I want, like, the, the like, prequel story to this. Like, I, I, I want a full-fledged series of, like, badass phrasma bishops doing crap with vampires and stuff using this book. This is badass. Yeah, like okay. thousands of years of it. Yeah. I'd read a book about that. Pretty cool as hell. So aside from all the cool spells Matumbe got and the cool items that you guys found, uh, you're able to heal up here. 
Is there anything you want to do before you kind of lock yourself in this room for the night? Like I said, I would set up my sentry. You set up a sentry. We should tell Horace. Yeah, having a ride back up uh, through the lake back to land would be really nice. We'll just tell him to circle the block a few times. <laughs> what languages do you guys know? Um, I know quite a few. I know Abyssal, Aquin, Aslani, Common, Darkfolk, Onla, Polyglot, Shay, Scald, Tien, and Wyang. Oh, wow. We've got a couple crossovers, but I've got a, a good compliment to that. Okay. I've got Abyssal Common, uh, Daemonic, Necril, Osiriani, Polyglot, Shadow Tongue, and Verisian. I have Undercommon. Okay. Oh, all right. I have Dwarven. So what I'm going to say is you could try and figure out another way to communicate with Horus, but before the water breathing and the freedom of movement run out, I would allow you to make a linguistics check to try and communicate through the pool. Through the what? The, the There's the the bell uh-huh. pulley yeah. on the in the submersible. You want us to do Morse code. That's what you're doing. Horus is a man of the you know what I'm a man of the sea, and he would know that. What's your linguist? I'm a thirteen. I'm an eleven, but I get a bonus d6 to it. Okay, maybe I help whisper instructions at you. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. (laughs) I can't see this possibly going wrong. So you guys, let's do this. Head out of Odagunga. Yep. (laughs) To the submersible. Uh, being very stealthy, I'm sure, so no bottom feeders come get you. Freya's gonna give a touch of good as a plus five for a skill check. Okay. Look. All right. Where the where this be? I need I need more of this. Keep giving me more <laughs> skill check stuff. So you make it out. Oh, uh, the submersible is still there. It hasn't been overly long. You auto-aid. You have a plus five from mm-hmm. Freya. Go ahead and make me a linguistics. All right. If, if this goes wrong, I got a backup plan. Perfect. We don't really know if it goes wrong. All right. Matumbe coming out of Odaganga is going to try and Morse code. Weesa stuck in big doo this time. <laughs> <laughs> Just fought Bomb Bad General. Bomb Bad General. <laughs> Great reference. Um, I crushed this roll, man. I got off the two die. I got a 20. I have the A. You got a 20 on the die? Well, right, I got a 14 and a six. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, all right. I got a 31, aid 33, touch a good or luck or whatever, 38. You, yeah, you, you tug on that bell string in a convincing manner. You think that you got. You hope that you got a message across. Hopefully Horace was up there listening. Uh, presumably he was. And you were pretty confident you got the message across. So thinking he as a as a sailor, maybe, mm-hmm. or just an intelligent guy in general, hopefully could piece that together. Awesome. That's good. Nice tugging. Hey, man. You, you do what you know. You do what you know. <laughs> you spent a lot of time with Ickware before this, so... That's right. He's an expert. 
Freya's also going to, uh, once we get back inside, uh, use the wand of lesser restoration on everyone to try to regain a little bit of our sanity back. Good call. Yeah, so everybody recovers one or two sanity, depending on your high-low roll. I got two. All right. Also two. I'm going to need it. Oh, yeah, I'm, like, right at the top. Also two, and I'm in that same boat. Oh, yeah. Both literally and figuratively. (laughs) I rolled high, so two, which actually brings me to fully sane. No. Yes. Wow. Oh. I'm very not sane. It's actually really nice. I know exactly what's going on, man. I got the Book of the Raven. I'm in Odagunga. I'm having the time of my life. So you rest here for the night. Freya, you're not sure if this is the hallucinations, but your gun starts talking to you. Yeah, hallucination. Oh, yeah, that has to be hallucination. Your friends are going too far. I allowed you to survive, gave you my power. You owe me. Put a stop to them. There is no reason why you must end what is happening down here. Shubnagrath should reach the material plane. Why wouldn't she? Some of her children are mine as well. And you wouldn't want to make me angry, Freya. You do so well at spreading disease. Freya tries not to move too much to disrupt others, and she just looks down at her hands, a little heartbroken at these words. You answered my prayers and gave me power when I couldn't connect with my true deities. I am thankful for that, and I went ahead at whatever cost it came at. I'm thankful to be here. The the price you're asking is too high. There's so much pain and suffering here. It doesn't have to be this way. Well, allow me to introduce myself, for I go by a great many names. But there is one you may have heard. I am the Prophet in Yellow. And although I do not wish harm to come to you, Freya, you see, these enemies you face down here, well, not the scum. We took over the scum. These are my pets. They follow my orders. The Nethalgu are my army. And I, well, I would like to see what another great old one would do if she were allowed on to Galarian. But, have it your way. I didn't really think you were strong enough to stop the rest of them anyway. Maybe just provide a roadblock. One day, you'll realize I was the one, well, I was the one that was right in all this. You should have just let it end. What would you rather have? A living world or a dead one? I'll fight to the death 
to have a world that's living and gets to make their own choices, choose their own fate. I will pay the price of the power I used for the rest of my life, but I will fight you till the end. <laughs> there is no fight. You couldn't stand up to me. Maybe your other godly friends. But know this. The pyramids of Osirian rose and fall at my whim. And the world itself is the way I would like it to be. What is the purpose of choice if everyone has gone mad? And what fun is the world without a bit of madness? Think of that. The world I fight for is life and love. I might not be much on my own, but together we can make a difference in this world. Well, this world's not the most important thing anyway. Once Octurn hatches, none of this will really matter. You'll be fun to watch at least. Feel free to use the gun I've given you. It might be useful. What cost will that come at? Everything has a price, but you'll find that you don't much care about prices when it's all in your mind. And what's the price of a mind, really? A mind's a thing you can find on the wall. It's stacked on a shelf. Just go looking for it. I may have already lost mine. And she, like, holds her head in her hands not really sure how much of this is actually real and how much is her hallucinations. One day maybe you'll get to peek beyond the robe. And then, well, and then you won't need friends. You'll have family. And as readily as the voices arrived, they kind of fade. And this whole time, this underpinning of this voice... Some, there was something just inhuman about it. Like it had this veneer to talk to you, but that wasn't how it truly was. Oh. Do we get through the rest of the night peacefully? You do. I mean, with a wall of stone in front of you, nothing really confronts you in any way. In the morning, Freya will go to Matumbe for some counsel with his newfound book of knowledge. Good morning, Freya. I wish it was a good morning. I heard things last night. I don't think it was just my... losing my mind. My, my gun, it spoke to me. She holds it out. Do you mind? And he, he like kind of motioned to like, can I hold it? Uh, she would very carefully hand it over. He's kind of going to look at it. And you say this, this item, this mechanism spoke to you. Well, it wasn't actually at the gun, but the power behind it. When we were in Abaddon, I lost connection with Arastal. My prayers were answered, and I didn't know by who, but now I know. It was the prophet in yellow. 
There are a great many things that have been tugging at the fringes of our minds ever since we set foot in this town and went below the waves. Though you did receive this gun long before we showed up in this town. And you did have surprising power which I did not expect you to have. Who is this prophet in yellow? Is there a check that I could roll on this griffin? To know who this is? That would be a local. Interesting. My head was going planes. Okay, local. 34? It's a monster. 36. This might have been something you even heard from Sejira, of all people. Maybe in conversation about her harrowing. Mm-hmm. The Prophet in Yellow is a Harrow card. Oh. It's a card mm. that doesn't appear in a standard deck. Mm. And it depicts a yellow hooded figure performing a Harrow. However, it is always a true divination of doom. Oh. Oh. Oof. And what you know is that the Prophet in Yellow is specifically the Varesian name for the great old one, Haster. Oh, boy. I knew that, but oh, boy. You know, he's also named the King in Yellow, him who's not to be named the unspeakable unnamed Lord and goes by many other names on the mortal material plane and shows up on the material plane. Uh, his avatars and his servants date back to ancient Assyrian. The Black Pharaoh, I believe he was called, was supposed to be an avatar of Aster himself that helped build the pyramids in Assyrian. Hmm. And his, his face gets very stony. Freya, I have seen only one other unnatural hero card pulled in my lifetime. It was the Prince of Wolves when our friend Ikma pulled that from a hero deck a very long time ago. I have heard of this prophet in yellow. It is a very specific hero card. And if you are getting mention in your mind of the prophet in yellow... I greatly fear terrible things are about to come to pass. As we saw with Ikma, what happened on the card came true. We hear about this other card. I fear this may also come true. That this... Hastor... may be on his or her way. That wasn't all that was said, either. There are more... old ones coming. And the octurn is hatching. That can't be good. That's putting it lightly. Freya looks back to the gun and will take it back and just kind of hold the weight of it in her hand. It feels light in your hand. Oh. What do you intend to do with this? If it came from a nefarious source, perhaps it is no good be carrying around I'm not one to get rid of a powerful item that can be used in our fight against 
these creatures. It comes at a heavy cost, just as my powers did before. I must carry that burden so that others after us don't have to. Using this, as dark as it is, can help make the world a brighter place. We just must be careful. We don't fall too far. And is going to put his like hand on her shoulder. If you use this, I don't fear for your body. I fear for your soul. But know that it was not long ago that I underwent a similar crisis of faith and morality and spirituality. And you were a guiding light bringing me back to shore. It would be my honor if I could be that for you as well. Use this gift if you wish, and know that I will be there for you. At the rate we're going, I'll need it. My mind is slipping, and there's a stain that I carry that wants to be spread. I can only hold it off for so long. I'm doing what I can now, but there may come a point where I can't hold it back. And at this point, like, Mitsumbe kind of looks at Air Bear and, like, his hands and Eclipse probably, like, giggling in a corner or something, <laughs> doing creepy shit. Oh, yeah, I've got new voices in my head. There you go. None of us are the same person we are as when we started this journey. I fear there may be some sacrifice that you may need to make yet to come. My only hope is by the time you need to make that sacrifice, it is not too late for you and your soul. I pray every day for Erastal's guidance to keep me on the right path and Desna's blessing so that I have the luck to follow it. And I hope prayers will be enough, for that is all I have to offer as well. We will see each other through this. That I promise. Matimbe, you still have these after images. Something has been imparted on you at this stage. Uh, Having this book passed down from the millennia find its owner in you when you watch Freya walk away you see that on the side she carries the gun and places it in the holster the butterflies landing there start to die oh oh, oh no Matiba made this little (laughs) oh boy fuck uh do I bring that up? Hmm. Not yet. So you awaken in the morning in your scum den, and um, and after this conversation, I assume press on. Yeah. I don't see why we would not. Where are you heading? There were a couple of branching paths. I think, in general, and I believe Air Bear would probably agree because this is tactical advice. You never want something to sneak up behind you, so you gotta you gotta hit the the, the stuff that you would be passing first, right? So that side entrance that we skipped the first time, we should probably go through that. 
Agreed. Are there any more butterfly paths to follow? Oh, I guess those are Great good question. too. <laughs> I guess when a god tells you where to go, we yeah. should probably follow. <laughs> it's like in a video game when you have like the little floating moats that's just yeah. like, that's where you need to go for your next objective. And then when you don't go that way, they turn like red or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 Unfortunately, there are not butterfly paths that Matimbe can see. Uh, they're all dead on Freya's gun. <laughs> Because we kill all the butterflies. She's poisoning everything. <laughs> poisoning the well. Uh, now I'm completely lost. <laughs> Don't know where to go. All the butterflies are dead. Thanks, Freya. So you have a path to the east that you can take. Obviously, you were led past this uh, in order for Matumbe to find his artifact. But the fact remains that there's a tunnel heading that way. There was also a tunnel heading to the south from the room further in, from the shrine-type room where you found Lorna. So you head east? I think so, because the other way felt like maybe it's deeper in. Um, And again, maybe I'm just thinking about video games where you have, like, your your mini-boss before your big boss, and that's what Lorna felt like, so maybe we go to the east first. (laughs) Yeah, maybe doing, like, Perception checks too. If we hear a lot of sure, maybe some perception. Thirty-one, unless it's disguises. Okay, thirty-one. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Forty-four. Forty-four. Sixteen. Okay. The original party members here certainly hear movement down this path. What it is is a bit you're a bit too far off to make that out, but you hear things moving and maybe communicating, but certainly too far to make out any real words and even if they were words that you understood. Alright, weapons up. Let's get into formation. I mean, no time like the present, right? You're not wrong. We uh, did some Morse cold told a uh, horse that we'd be back at some point. Uh, it's time to, you know, get get all this taken care of and go back. Is there any is there any buffing up we want to do, or are we just rolling into this thing? Oh, I think buffing up would probably be good <laughs> if we've got anything that's gonna last like a long time. If we immediately hear things going on, I I, I think I'm gonna pop one of those enlarged persons, be a big boy. Sure. Go single file through the... Freya, wanting our frontliners to not be grappled, she's going to give freedom of movement to both Air Bear and Eclipse, and she uses her uh, meta magic rod of extend so that it is twice as long. That's awesome. So 20 minutes per love? Yes. Or um, 200 so minutes? So many minutes. Okay. So the, um, again, I've got things like resist energy communal, but that's, if we don't know what energy, it's not a whole lot of good. I've got stone skin and that's 10 minutes per level. And I feel like maybe I should cast that again. Oh, I will definitely also drop a heightened awareness for fun. And then, uh, the last thing I have a question on is anybody feel like they need any sort of returning weapon on them? It's just another communal spell I've got. 
that lasts minutes per level. If the answer is universally no, then that's fine. No, I mean, Freya has a bow, so... I mean, it'd be cool to throw your own hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's returning weapon, not returning hand. Your hand's gonna come back, man. Yeah, but that, has to, crawl, that has to crawl back. It could just hold on, but it has its own mind, so it would hold on to the weapon, and if the weapon is returning, it would get back even fast. Hmm. Very good point, yeah. Uh, yeah, sounds like you don't have a use for it. That's true. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna suck it up. I'm gonna cast Stone Skin and hope I hope I didn't cast it too early in the day. Okay. As you approach, you see a closed door to your right and an open chamber. The damp walls of this dark cavern display a bewildering variety of obscure and esoteric symbols painted in bright, clashing colors and pigments. Matumbe, you're the only one that hears this. Deeper in the tunnel, a baby. Crying. Okay. He turns to Freya. Freya, I do not mean to cause you alarm or cause you to panic, but I know you have an affinity with infants and younglings. I believe my supreme perception has deduced that there is a young person farther down here crying. Freya crosses her arms. I'm good under pressure. We must go save it. Interesting that you choose to cross your arms and not bear a weapon. (laughs) Okay, and then she pulls out her bow. (laughs) You pull out your bow and you see a small... It it looks like a brain on tentacles... And it approaches from the side of the room and starts speaking into your minds. Oh, what interesting specimens. How neat of you to come here. Did you see the trees in the entryway? How neat were those? How how do you breathe when there is no air? How do you see when there is no light? makes living on this planet worthwhile. And why do you do it when there's so many other places you could be? Isn't it interesting? I came from the end of the solar system to here, but here isn't much different from home. Well, it's easier to acclimate, but it's not, it's not so different. Everyone here is so concerned with their brains, but once we take the skulls off, the brains seem to do just fine on their own. Why is that? Do any of you know? Why are the fish people so easy to control? And why are they part fish? You look totally scale-free. And why are you scale-free? And how are you under the water if you're scale-free? Please, tell me. Magic. Magic is a thing that I'm well aware of because I use magic, and magic's something that's obviously easy for me to come by, on my planet as it is on yours. But magic's not the only reason why some of these things happen. Well, that was just the answer to the immediate question of why we're 
why we are down here without scales. But what are your goals and where do you see yourself in five years? It's an interview. (laughs) What exactly brings you here? What makes you want to work for this tunnel? Hello, my friend. Hello. My name is Algagol. What is yours? <laughs> I am Matumbe. If you have ever heard of the deity Phrasma, I am in her service. Oh. I am here with my friends, Freya, Eclipse, Ebear. Um, the reason we look different than the fish people is that different species has evolved in different ways on this planet. So you are already employed, but yet you come here, even though you're employed, seeking employment. That seems strange. Hmm. Well, but why would you be employed as such a human named Matumbe from a place that's not here? Why would you want to work here, and what would you like to do? Matumbe just is in this crisis. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Is he smarter than me? <laughs> You've asked us a lot of questions. Why are you here? That is not important. I'm I'm conducting the interview here. And so anything you ask me, I have not asked for the questions portion of the interview to start. And so you shouldn't be asking questions of me. You should be answering my questions because I have a lot of them. And I think that they're important to be answered because if you don't answer my questions, I'm going to get upset. And you don't know how upset people get from Octurn because Octurn is a place where when people get upset, they kill other people. And I don't want to be that guy. But here I am asking you questions and not receiving answers. Uh, we don't want you to be that guy either. So, what questions do you have? We will, we'll, we'll try. I feel one like at I have a time, list of things that one at a time. Very, very fast. We're, we need slower. I, I seek to employ fast, fast talkers and fast learners, and people that do things quickly, and people that can think on their feet. Yep, that's what we are. Oh, uh, give me three examples of how you are a fast thinker, and what makes you a fast thinker, and how. Oh, Haley is not a fast thinker. <laughs> One. The clock is ticking. One. My mind is like the gazelle. Two. I have, What's a gazelle? I have found a new book in the last 24 hours and have transferred the power of my book to the other book. Three. I have recently received a major trauma to my mind and recovered fully from it. Those are three ways that I am a fast thinker. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Very well done. But what is a gazelle and how do gazelles treat things fast? They are a very quick mammal that lives in the Mwangi Expanse. Ah, so a euphemism then, or a metaphor, or something Correct. that you've also used your quick mind to construct. One thing that I find is diff- difficult for me, at least, is uh, that euphemisms and metaphors don't necessarily translate when you didn't grow up on this planet. Mm. But I'm starting to understand. Okay. What is your next question? <laughs> my next question is, why would you come to my chamber, and what brings you down here, and why exactly do you want to be down here, and who have you met down here, and who do you know, and who lets you inside? Those are some questions. questions. We are self-starters, so we let ourselves in. You let yourselves in? I know this is a very Odagunga-type situation. <laughs> <laughs> and we do have Odagunga on our planet. We actually have all of the Star Wars. We have everything that was released on the planet Earth, if you've ever heard of it. However... If you've let yourself in, who greeted you at the door? And where are they now? And why do you not have visitors' badges? Well, we did meet Yangthi, which were very similar to the Drengir from the High Republic. Ah, uh, yes, the Drengir. Yep. I know exactly what you're talking about because those also exist in the media on my planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the 
and they were all out of visitor badges, so unfortunately we just had to keep going through. That feels unlikely. I'm going to sense your motive now. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Actually, um, we didn't see any visitor badges. So we assumed they were out of them. It was an assumption. Well, you know what they say about assumptions in an interview. It makes an ass out of you and me. The hosts uh, that we first met, they were very uh, unhospitable. Unhospital. Yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Much like the general hospital, which I'm sure you're all already painfully aware of. Mm. Yes, I do not believe that you were not granted visitors' badges because I think that those would be a thing that would be important to give to you at the beginning. And if you were non-hostile combatants, you probably would have received them. Well, we could use a tour. Well, what would you like to see? I am very equipped to show almost anyone, almost anything in this building while in this series of tunnels. It is not all man-made. Well, I say man, but what I do mean is creatures. A creature made. Intelligent being made is what I mean to say. And things are intelligent being made in here, but some of them are natural. And we found some natural caverns, but obviously the Otagunga-style doors are creature made. And also some other parts, like the dome you might have seen on your entry. Interesting. Show us these things that are creature-made. I think we have a lot to discuss. Well, the creature-made section is actually where you'll find, uh, well, where most people like you lose their minds. Would you like to know more? Yes. Well, follow me. Well, just uh, the description will do for now, and we will uh, see it from a distance. Well, the mind is a thing you can find on the wall. Yeah... Set doesn't sound right. Interesting. Now, are there any others like us, or maybe like me, that are much smaller? Yes, the fishmen like to describe them. They called them fish wives. There were some of them down here. Uh, many of them were used for studies. Where? We did not see any on our way in. Uh, well, you must not have made it much further than the uh, fornication chambers. You. But That's no, what we they're did calling not. them. Yes, I. We slept there last night. <laughs> you slept in the fl- <laughs> I find it very likely that you are unclean and maybe need to be clean before we continue this conversation. Uh, normally I would say no, but. <laughs> we did sleep in the fornication chamber. The cleanest one? (laughs) (laughs) The the creature now creates like a little bead of force uh, with one of its tentacles and it tosses it to Matumbe. Okay. How many of these would fill this room? Calculate. Oh. Oh. Okay. Boy. What do you need me to roll, baby? Roll <laughs> <laughs> me a straight intelligence check. Uh-oh. Can I use inspiration on straight intelligence checks? Let me find out. <laughs> Good call. Interestingly enough, it looks like inspiration can be used on any skill check, some for free. Or attack rolls or saving throws, but they do not call out just ability, ability checks. checks, which makes sense. Like you don't, it doesn't make sense to 
that seems overpowered to throw them like when you're trying to stabilize like a con check. Excuse me, am I able to help him with the calculations? Only if you do it quickly. Oh, God. All right. Uh, I got, I got a plus, plus six, so I'll see if I can aid you. Yes. I'll try. Hey. I certainly do. Oh, it is fun to watch all of your gears spin. I do. Freya also aids. Okay. No, no. How many of these beads might fit in the room with a straight intelligence check? And I got I got three aids mm-hmm. of 31. Whoa! 18 on the die, plus seven, plus six. I think you were, I think you were, if, if not getting the answer correct, you impress him with your thought process as you kind of go through this thought process out loud. Wow, very interesting to hear how people of this planet think. While it wouldn't get you the answer that quickly, it still did get you the answer, well, somewhere close to the answer, somewhere in, uh, how would you say, the ballpark? Is that right? Yes. Okay. Somewhere in the ballpark, somewhere between um, two numbers that are relatively close together. Well done. Do you have any questions for me? I think we probably have a lot of questions. There, there are. It looks like there are some doors or portals in this room. Mm-hmm. My friend, what lies beyond these portals, doors, oh, yes. openings? That is where the Nethal Goo perform their experiments. Many of them are in their labs right now, performing experiments. I see. Well, we should not bother them. Why would we bother them when we have so many more things to discuss? So many more things to discuss. There is also a way down this chamber. It seems to appear to open up to another room. What lies in there? Oh, that is where they fed the baby. Well, they fed the baby to the creature. Ah. And then why was I hearing crying if the baby has been fed to something? Maybe the creature is toying with it. I didn't get to interview the creature. The creature seemed relatively intelligent, maybe not as intelligent as you, but also liked to disappear and reappear in certain places and he did not seem to be entertained by my questions nor could he maybe understand all of my questions or maybe i was going too fast for him but you have understood my questions and done them in such style and grace that i'm willing to uh answer questions for you instead of just killing you well because certainly appreciate that is that the only chamber that is down there well there's another way out of here Hmm. another odagunga door oh i understand we all understand. Um, okay, so this creature, is there anything you can inform us about? Was the baby brother recently? What was his name? I do not know his name. He wouldn't share it with me. He often liked to claw at me and cast some spells at me that I didn't appreciate. So I did a, you know, I have this scream thing that I do when I'm in danger. And usually I only use it when I'm in danger. But it t- tends to bother those that are psychically active uh, that don't like... They don't like the noise in their in their mind. Um, I believe the creature could ha- had some sort of psychic capabilities, and it could go invisible. It looked kind of um, well. It didn't. It didn't look like you or the fishman. Oh, uh, what what did it look like? It had a mouth, but the mouth opened a couple ways. Nope. Where did the creature come from? Was it here before you? It was here before me. Well, 
It maybe came at the same time as me, or maybe came before me. I'm not entirely sure of the details, but it does stay in that cavern at the end here. When did you get here? Well, I was brought here with the Nethalku. When? Well, they picked me off off the planet Octurn, where I was busy watching The Empire Strikes Back. But they picked me up off that planet because I'm an intelligent being that was on that planet. And they told me that that planet would no longer be much of an issue. Or rather, my home might be destroyed by some of their machinations. They said they were with the Dominion of the Black, and so I came along with them. Because why not? I love road trips. Yeah, road trips can be really fun. It seemed like a real team-building activity. So I do have to ask... um, I, I'm an intelligent creature. You're an intelligent creature. I'm a Wyang. What are you? Well, I am mostly plant. Mostly plant? What is the other part? Mm, probably where my intelligence comes from. Mm. That's fascinating. On my planet, we're known as cerebric funguses. Oh, man, that's very interesting. Of course it is. It's nice to know about each other. And what are all of you? You are a very short for a fish person or anyone else I've seen. I'm not a fish person. I'm a dwarf. You also don't. Well, you appear to look similar to the fishwives that were down here, but not quite the same. As as with you, you said you're a Wyang. And, and you, sir, I haven't seen anything like you before. You look like... A pile of seaweed, or maybe maybe some kelp, uh, wrapped up together and kind of matted. And I wonder, I wonder what exactly happened to your arms. Uh, the species that you are looking for is uh, rat folk, and uh, these arms are not the ones that I was born with. But they work now. They're do they like give you different? Do they give him difficulty typing? How many words per minute can he type? <laughs> See, that is uh, not a skill that I possess. While uh, I know that uh, our up and coming and go get them attitude is uh, very beneficial. Our uh, typing skills are not in there. I understand that. On my planet, we have thought to, thought to text. Mm. Nice. I see. <laughs> M- my friend, um, this creature in the other room did, did assault you when you tried to communicate with oh, it. Oh, yes, indeed, it did. And there's a chance that we may try to converse with this creature. I wouldn't it, recommend it. He's not a team player. I understand. I'm hoping we can bring him around. If we can't, and the creature does attack us, might you take umbrage with us fighting back? Oh, no. He's a... Well, I've been waiting for him to get fired for some time. And by fired, I mean sent out of the Odagunga airlock. Unfortunately, the Nethalgu seem to think he is a worthwhile test subject, and so they have kept him here. I... So... From what I've pieced together, the Nethal Goose sound like scientists. What is your role here? And what HR? And what are we applying to? I am creature resources. (laughs) Okay. What can we call you? I told you my name is Ugrl. That's what you should call me. Or Mr. Grl. Very well, Mr. (laughs) Grl. It's it's an elongated. 
<laughs> it's not just one. It's it's more like gall. Hmm. He, he nods. Here, I'll spell it for you. <laughs> now, the other room where people lose their sanity, are there other employees there? Oh, no, it is more of an archive. Oh, I'm into that. How many employees are um, here at this facility? Mm. Well, it depends. Do you count the fishmen as employees? Because I kind of count them as... Resources. Well, we counted about close to a dozen. <laughs> there, yes, they they were occupying a certain amount of space. I would say, if you're just if you're just thinking about um, the Dominion members, there's maybe twenty five. That's a lot. They come and go, though. Oh, if they come and go, how many are away for travel right now? Mm, I haven't checked the travel report recently. Oh, I'm just curious how much traveling there is with this job. That we're interviewing. Well, often you have to go fetch subjects and that kind of thing. And how often may that be? Are the Nisalgu expected to be on break soon and come out of the lab? Well, they kind of take breaks whenever they decide to take breaks. We don't... We're more of a modern workplace. Hmm... So we don't really believe concept office. We then. don't believe in the nine to five. <laughs> Every fridge in here is stocked with beer, ale, I guess, ale and mead, the finest. This sounds suspicious. Have- we have a ping pong table <laughs> further in the room. O- okay, so this this archive room, I assume it is to the south of here, correct? The archive room is to the south. Are there any other rooms to the south? Well, that would be how you get to the dome. Oh, the archive is not the dome. No, the archive is not the dome. Interesting. What is in the dome? More research. Any employees? Yes. Might you provide a description of these employees so we know who our co-workers may be? Well, recently, the Nethalgu brought in a... Man in all black. And it seemed that he was taking priority over the other experiments. Are you familiar with Slug Spawn? I mean, I'm not, but I'm sure if I roll a knowledge check, I will be. You remember what the Slug Spawn were. Which ones were those guys? The things that burst out of people's heads. Oh yeah, I definitely remember that, yes. We were lucky enough to catch a living subject infested with Slug Spawns. And so, experiments were being made, because if you make a slug spawn grow big enough, it can tear a rift into the dark tapestry. They're working on a way to, I don't know what the right word is, maybe feed, enhance the slug spawn in some way. There was also a girl. I've often heard her singing to it. Maybe that's helping its growth and development. This slug spawn, is it, uh, would you say that it will hatch? Oh, I believe it will. If the Nethalgu's research is to be believed, the slug spawn will hatch into a greater thing than just a polyp. 
I would like my application to reflect, actually, the application of myself and my Wang friend, that we would like to use the singing girl as a reference. Yes, uh, in fact, she referred us. Oh, she's not here of her own free will. She didn't apply like you are. Mm. Yes, but uh, we are familiar with her. Uh, that might be a detriment. Okay, not that familiar. No, she... not my favorite. <laughs> The man in all black, um, did he come with a baby? Oh, baby's down the hall. Oh, no. I know. I'm thinking about the mayor. He he didn't. Mm. The man in all black was here, was brought down here maybe a week ago. There was another man brought down here with the baby, but we separated them. Where's he at? He was probably complaining a lot. Yes, and don't believe anything he says about us. No. He's in the archive. Oh, perfect. Okay. Where's the baby? Well, if the creature down the hall has not devoured the baby, then that would be where it is. Freya starts eye in the hallway down, <laughs> down to the creature. Now, it hasn't been the creature's lunch break yet, but I don't know. He might be eating at his desk. What does the creature do for you guys besides experiments? Oh, a creature with psychic energy that high is usually something that we can use in order to communicate with other members of the Dominion. And so we were trying to use him as a long-range communication device. However, he's being ornery and upsetting and often is causing CR violations. Oh man, well, uh, one one thing I do want to ask, I've really appreciated this interview, um, what job do you think best fits us? Pest extermination we could do. Well, I believe the tall one would be good for data collection and maybe analysis. He may also be able to reach the high shelves for those of us that cannot fly. <laughs> yes I can. <laughs> Miss Wyang, I haven't been able to assess your abilities yet. You ask good questions. Maybe research. Ah, yes. Yeah, typically the tall one and I are usually researching together. The hairy one looks kind of like a mop. Janitor? (laughs) Yes. He can get in those hard-to-reach places. (laughs) The other is already wearing gloves. Surgeon. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let's let's say we get this these positions, which would be very exciting, I might add. Um when when would we be expected to start? Immediately. In fact, if you decide to start, you may not leave. However, if you decide to decline, unfortunately, you'll be terminated. So it is one of those jobs. And I guess, what were we going to get paid? (laughs) I thought your minds were payment enough. Is that not the case? Also, we are paying you with 
our minds? No, he, he lets us keep our minds, I think. <laughs> this is more of a prisoner situation. <laughs> that is true. I do like to have my skull intact. They yeah. do make great bowls when we take them off. You maybe we should research I was gonna say, so down the hall. Where should we start the research process, huh? I suppose you could go deal with the creature down the hall. Research long distance communication with the creature down the hall. Yes. We will aggressively. And make sure you it. clean up his den, janitor. There will be a lot of cleaning to do in this whole place. I'm sorry, you probably prefer sanitation specialist. A lot of cleaning. Hard to reach places. With your communication not functioning properly, do you know the state of your planet, Octurn? Oh, Octurn is a great place to visit, although the air is likely poisonous to you. I've heard of it before. I've heard it's hatching. Oh, hatching. Everyone here likes to be so optimistic, but first we need Shubnagrath to destroy all of Galarian. And then Octurn will hatch. So it has been written. Good to know our time frames then. Okay, so we've got a due date. Well, an egg needs its mother. Yeah, we... And Shubnagrath is... The mother of a thousand young. What a beautiful story. Um, yes. Let us uh, take care of your uh, unruly pest problem down the hall. I suppose that can be your first assignment. Enjoy. Great. Thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember to check out the fridge. If you grab a beer, though. I'm going to need you to finish your drink, because we'll see you next week. (laughs) Oh, very clever. But I knew it. Hideous Laughter Productions is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Carrying Crown is copyright 2011. Carrying Crown and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. Paizo, Pathfinder, their respective logos, and all Paizo titles, characters, and artwork are properties of Paizo, Inc. and used with permission.